Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Fools in Love podcast. podcast. It's another Wednesday, which means it's another Fools in Love. And we are here today talking about running ragged and fighting back against burnout. Yes, we are. But before we do that, we want to give a quick review shout out. We got a review from I'm a listener. Yes, <laughs> I'm a listener. They said a must listen to show. So glad I found Megan and Brandon. They are fantastic hosts. I highly recommend the listen. Well, I'm a listener. I highly recommend you. <laughs> Thank you so that. much. <laughs> and everyone, if you're willing to give us a review, uh, we greatly appreciate it. It just helps us share our message with more people. But Let's get into this running ragged business here. All right. So, okay. Earlier this week, I think it was like, I don't know, maybe Tuesday, I was coming home from work. Well, first I was going to get our son from daycare. And on the way to pick him up, I was just like, I had some sort of like weird conversation with myself. And I was like, what am I doing? I was like, we're weeks into January. And I'm realizing sitting there driving, like we're weeks in and my life is a hot mess express. Like I am barely even living a life at this point in January. Like I'm busy. I'm overwhelmed. I'm freaked out. I work so hard every day. I mean, I know we all work hard, but I'm working so hard every day that like, I'm not taking a break to get up and go to the bathroom. Like I'm not drinking water. I'm not doing all of these crazy, ridiculous things. And I'm like, why, why am I trying to kill myself in these first few weeks of January? And I was like, I don't have to. So I came home, I was like, Brandon, I realize now the ridiculousness of my ways these past few weeks. And he's like, yeah, thanks for uh, realizing. Like I could have told you that on January 1st, you didn't have to wait till now. But it was one of those things where I think he knew my misery, but he just kind of also knows me and knows that I wasn't gonna like let him talk me out of anything. I had to come to the realization on my own. But as I was reflecting on it on my drive home, I was like, dude, I have not paid one ounce of, like, I'm miserable. Like, I haven't paid one ounce of attention to anyone or anything. Like, I'm just, like, kind of floating through this life right now. Like, we're doing the things, and I'm kind of present in the moment, but I'm not even really there. Right, and I think it's really easy to fall into that whole idea of overwhelm, and it very quickly becomes burnout. And the thing is, like, when you think about it, a lot of times, we're, we're all really busy. We talk about a lot how easy it is to be busy. But certainly at the beginning of the year, like we started out the beginning of the year like gangbusters. Like we have all these goals and all these things and everything we want to accomplish along the way. But it's a reminder to you, it's a reminder to, to all of us that like that doesn't need to happen tomorrow. That doesn't need to happen today. Like you got to pace yourself. Because I always think about goals are great, but you want something to be sustainable. You don't want something to be where you can't keep up with it. And like Megan was saying, we weren't even 20 days into the month and she's feeling burned out. She's feeling exhausted. She's feeling tired. But the struggle is you want to accomplish your goals. You want to do things differently. You want to be different. And I just remember for me, starting out on this whole personal growth journey that we've done, starting out with this podcast, starting out with our business, The Fools in Love, like all of it. Like before, I would just sit on the couch. I was perfectly happy doing that. 
And it was easy, y'all. It was easy. I mean, I wasn't happy. Don't get me wrong. But it was very easy. And once you decide you want to change and be different and do better and try different things, you're busy a lot. But I think what you're talking about is like that self-care aspect and taking care of yourself. And one of the things you did that I couldn't do is you checked in with yourself and you were honest with yourself. Because that's the thing. Like you said, I knew how you'd react. You're stubborn, man. I'm going to tell you right now, you are stubborn. And a lot of you out there are stubborn. I'm stubborn. It's kind of human nature. And ego kind of goes into that too, where we just like don't want to admit that anything's wrong. Like we know we got this, we got this. And we, you know, we put up a front to the outside world. But you were honest with yourself because like I could have told you over and over and over again. And I fact, I did try a few times, but again, I do know you. Didn't stop me from trying. But you have to realize those things yourself. And thankfully, you were able to kind of take an honest look at what was going on. Right. Like as I was sitting there thinking about it, I was realizing that at night when I'm supposed to be playing with the kids, I'm like dreading, like doing anything to try to not be playing with them because I'm just so burned out and so over it. And I'm like, that is no way to live. Like my kids don't see me all day. Why am I trying to like fight them to not have to do anything? Like I should be wanting to play a little bit, you know, not a ton amount of time, not a crazy amount of time or anything, but just a little bit of interacting and loving it. And then we had a few other experiences where we were hanging out with my family and like my parents and I was clearly physically there and I was just like, ugh, I was just not in it to win it. I was just not in it. I was just, I don't know, not quite, I wasn't sad, but I wasn't happy either. I was just, ugh existing. So I want to talk a few minutes about just like some, some of the signs of overwhelm and burnout that at least I experience. And I think that probably many of us experience. And can I just say real quick before we get into that, that like, we're not saying don't have goals. We're not saying don't go out and try things. Oh God. Like I legit have do it anyway, tattooed on my wrist. And if y'all have followed us for any amount of time, you know, that's our mantra for life. Oh yeah. We are not lazy. There's no, but there's because, because I just want to say that because there's listeners out there that fall into bad habits that fall into their old self. Because when you're trying to go out and change and do things differently, that's going to be a a real honest thing that will happen to you. You're going to want to go back to that old way. You're going to want to let laziness, procrastination, all those things kick in. And what Meg's going to get into, what we're going to get into is what to look for, for the actual burnout, not just the, your mind is fearful. You're scared. You don't want to do it. You know, you had an off day and it's not going to work. No, we're talking about if you, if, if it's unhealthy, like literally unhealthy, like you're, you're feeling the symptoms, we'll get into all that. But I just want to preface it with that to say, not just, you know, not feeling up to it today and tomorrow you'll be fine. But like that feeling Meg had where you're like sad and you really don't know why. Yeah, this is like day in, day out, not like a few, like, yes, there will absolutely be busy seasons of your life. There will absolutely be stresses of building your dream and doing all those things. But this is just above and beyond that. This is, this was me going so hard at work that I wasn't even taking a moment to actually pee. Like, that's what we're talking about here. Not like, not like, gee, I'm so busy and I'm going to crush my goals. This is like the unhealthy version of that. So the first thing I notice is that we tend to feel like no matter how hard we work, we'll never get it done. Like there's just no end in sight, almost like a hopelessness of getting anything done. Like I will work till I die and I will still never accomplish these things. Yeah. And I think what you're mentioning too, I mean, you're right. You do feel that way. And 
a lot of that is just like the life of an entrepreneur is a life of someone trying to build something and build a business. Like you're never going to be done. Like we talk about a lot with each other. Like it's never going to be perfect. We're one going to get better. And two, we're just going to continue to try new things and want to grow. And that's, that's a good thing in and of itself. But like, if you look too far ahead or you just have too long of a to-do list, you're just never going to get past that feeling of constantly feeling overwhelmed. You almost have to get comfortable sitting in things that are undone. And as a perfectionist like yourself, I know that's difficult. And I'm sure for some people out there, it's difficult. But you have to be willing to like allow some weight to be on your shoulders. Like, yeah, I do have these things to do. But then that's when you have to look and prioritize the things so you don't get to the point where you're just done. Because the the scary thing that will happen is you'll have so many things and you'll just throw your hands up and be like, I, I can't do it at all. And you just, you're, then you're not helping yourself and you're not helping anyone else. Right, definitely. And another thing that I think happens to so many of us is we start the day already feeling anxious about our mental to-do list. And sometimes there is an actual to-do list that we create later from that mental to-do, mental to-do list. But just that anxiousness from the moment you wake up is not a good thing. So just that overwhelming, like, I don't know how I'm going to get through the day kind of feeling the second you wake up, that's a big problem. Right. And, and and again, like you wake up feeling that way and then it's the self-fulfilling prophecy. So like if you're waking up feeling that way, it's going to just continue that way. I promise you it will because what you focus on expands. We posted on Instagram earlier this week, what you focus on expands and that's true. So if you're going to focus on the fact that you're overwhelmed and you're scared or, you know, you're stressed out, that's exactly what your body and brain and everything else is going to give you. They're just going to give you more and more of that. And I love that you just said body because that leads really well into my next one, which is getting headaches, stomach aches, body aches. For me, I get all three of them. You might actually have different physical symptoms than, you know, the next person, but your body is probably going to tell you somehow when there's some burnout going on, you're going to physically feel that. Yeah. And that, again, that's the difference between like the feeling of laziness or just, you know, being the old Megan or Brandon, the old you, you know, that feeling where like you, like for me, it kind of, it comes in a way of like, I get like rib pain or like, I will get some like chest tightness. No, it's not like some, you know, heart issue. I'm like touching my chest as I say this, Mag's like, give me a look. But, uh, but yeah, I mean like, it's like a, it's like a tightness in my chest. It's like a feeling in my gut. It's like, it's beyond the normal feelings because then it does kind of show itself in a headache form for me, or it can show itself in, for me, honestly, in eating terribly. Like when I'm overstressed coming out of 2020, like anytime now, I'm just gonna be honest. I want to eat the greasiest food. I want to eat the worst possible thing for me. I want to drink more alcohol. Like these are things that I go into but I realize as I'm doing it, it's a very unhealthy habit and an unhealthy way to go. And the best part is it's not serving me at all because guess what? I feel worse. Like it doesn't help. All of those things, they feel great in the moment to get that indulgence, but they don't actually help in the long term. And they're only hurting you with your burnout and everything else because they're not going to give you energy. Those terrible foods that I eat, they're sucking my energy away. They're not giving me energy to take on the day. They're only perpetuating the problem. Exactly. And thank you for bringing up the, the not 
not taking care of yourself aspect. Cause that is another thing that I wanted to be sure to talk about. And I just told you guys, like I was not stopping for water for 20 days of this month and not going to the bathroom or a quick stretch. Like I would get up from my desk at five o'clock and my butt like would actually be sore, like from sitting too long. So along with the food and along with the alcohol is just those other things like stopping and drinking water and actually moving your legs at some point during the day. And look, we're huge advocates too of communicating, talking, making sure we have intimacy in our relationship, really trying to strengthen our relationship and being honest with it. But like one of the things that happens with this is just not like being present, not actually check. I mean, you're just, yeah, you're checked out. I'm checked out. You're checked out. We all get there and you're checked out with your partner. And me and Megan went through a week where like, Matter of fact, it was this week it happened, even though we're aware of this, like it happened. This is how how crazy it is. Like we got to yesterday, which was Thursday at this point. We're recording this on a Friday. And we hadn't even given each other a kiss the entire week. I know. It now was, that's weird. It I mean, like it's just weird. It was like a disastrous realization. Like it hurt my heart when he said that because, I mean, really, like Monday came, Tuesday came, Wednesday came, Thursday came. And like Thursday night was the first time either one of us looked at each other in like a, hey, I love you kind of way. Like we were just, what, teammates for a week. So yeah, I mean, definitely checking out. That's a big thing for me. When I finally sink into bed at night, all I want to do is just like stare at the TV or just stare at my phone and just not even do anything. And that's just because my brain is so done. Like it's not like I'm not interested in Brandon. It's not like I'm not interested in my relationship with my kids. It's just that I'm so exhausted from the burnout, from the overwhelm that like there's nothing left in me. And so when I know I'm checking out way more than usual, that's a good sign for me too. Yeah. You're looking for basically like we all get caught in the scroll. You're looking for that dopamine boost that you get from being caught in the scroll. And if any of you are anything like me, you pick up your phone, you know, a thousand times a day and look at it. There's nothing to look at. Like if I'm, when I'm, actually cognizant of what I'm looking at, I realize that I'm actually looking at nothing. I'm just trying to escape. Right. I was going to say, yeah, it's not even like I'm trying to get something. It's more like I'm trying to not do something else. Right. All I'm trying to do is most of the time, just to be real, I'm trying to escape my responsibilities. I'm trying to escape life that I'm currently in. Not that it's terrible, but the moment if the kids are being crazy or if I just, I need a break because I've been at work all day and that, you know, they're driving me crazy and it's not even them doing anything. They're being kids. I just get caught in the scroll. I pick it up. And, and, and again, it's not helping me at all. And the more I've kind of realized that the less that I actually reach for it. And we're actually doing the challenge this month where we're doing no social Sundays, which are like, honestly, the best days of my week because I don't ever pick up my phone. Yeah. They're life giving. Okay. And then the last one is yelling more or having a shorter temper or getting more easily annoyed. It's for me, it almost feels like a never ending PMS situation. Like I'm just like moody as all get out and I can't escape it. Like no matter what I try, I'm just going to be the yelling, angry, a little bit crazy person. And I mean, I'm always a little bit crazy, but crazier than usual. (laughs) Yeah. And we're all a little different, right? Because I know for me, that's, that's entirely true. Like some of us might get body aches, pains, whatever, but some of us are just have a short fuse when it comes to that. You're, you're right. I'm guilty of that tenfold. Like if I'm, if I'm stressed out, like something crazy happened at work, I have to be very, very conscious of the fact that I don't want to bring that into my home life, that I don't want to bring that into a discussion with you because I just had a phone call with someone that didn't go well. But 
we still can easily all fall into that. And if you find that happening more and more, especially this early on in the year, it may be time to step back and look at some priorities and figure out what's most important to do. And many times it's important to just have a list of things that you need to accomplish and don't make it too long and pick one or two things that you need to accomplish and then know like when you need to cut off. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so when I was thinking through all these things, I was like, you know what? To fix this issue, really, I have to fix my mindset. Like really at the core of it, I have some beliefs that are old beliefs that are sinking back in because I am stressed out and I need to figure this all out because what's happening is I'm just going back. I'm going backwards. So the first thing I realized about myself was that I was believing that if I'm not able to do it all, it means I'm a failure. And really, really, really having a heart to heart with myself about the fact that just because I can't complete something in record time of like anyone ever doing anything does not mean that I'm failing. It really just means that people need a little bit of time to do, to do tasks. And that's not crazy. I mean, that's a fact of life, but to me in my brain, when I'm going back to that faulty thinking, I'm like, yeah, if I didn't, if I didn't do eight hours of work in three hours, then I suck at life. Yeah. And would you be willing to explain that? Like, so you're saying you'd fail. So like, in what way, like, how would that basically like, what feelings would that make you feel then? Like at, when you're talking about failing, cause it can kind of show up in different ways. Yeah. I think, I mean, I would just mostly feel like I didn't do it and that would kind of just bring me down. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit there and cry about it. Although sometimes I certainly get frustrated enough to cry, but just feeling like, you know, like I just didn't do it. Like I just didn't make it. And I think that would just be, brings a little bit of sadness and probably perpetuates the anxiety that I'm feeling because I wasn't able to do it. And now I believe that I am a failure. So of course I'm going to be a little bit more freaked out about that. Yeah. I know like a lot of it too, is just that feeling of like feeling weak. Like you feel like, like you just said, like you're not capable of doing it, even though you are fully capable of doing it. It's just a matter of time that you have. And, and Time's a funny thing because it's what you're allotting yourself. You're like, well, I need to get this done by this week or this day. And if it's not, then all hell will break loose. And it's like, but will it really? Will it really? I mean, some, sometimes that's the case. And yeah, you're going to go through stressful seasons. But a lot of us are burning ourselves out by setting like parameters on our own life or even worse, not setting parameters, just having it constantly floating around in our mind that it needs to be done and not setting a parameter. Mm -hmm. But I think you can feel weak because like, I know, for example, this particular example we're talking about, there were multiple times where I told you, you need to ask for help. You need to tell someone that you need help. If you need help with anything, you need to speak it to me. And you know that already. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I also, like I said off the top, you're stubborn. And I think the issue is, and I'll let you speak to this, but I've heard you say a lot that like you could ask for help, but then you'd have to explain it and it would just be much easier for you to do it. But then it's like, but my argument for that would be then, but the next 10 times that you need it done, someone would already know how to help you. And then you would have taken the time and the time's not a loss. Cause like, that's the thing, especially when you're looking at it the way you were, when time is the issue, then time's the issue forever because you're like, well, it would be quicker for me to just do it. Therefore, I can't take the time to tell someone else how. Well, I think that's really a convenient excuse for the rationale behind it. And the rationale behind it is the faulty thinking of that asking for help is weak. You should be able to just do it. Like you shouldn't need to ask anyone for your things. Um, so really, I think it's both. I think it's that 
I don't that I really do believe that it would be harder to tell somebody how to do it than to just do it myself, which I think is common for a lot of people, but also that I'm not even willing to go that route just because that means that I'm admitting defeat. I'm admitting that, you know, I'm not strong enough to carry this by myself. How about the the burden factor too? Yeah, that's the other thing that I really had to kind of explore this past week is that when I delegate, it's hurting others who already have too much on their plates. And of course, yeah, people are busy and people do have things on their plates, but I have to kind of get through that, again, faulty mindset thing of delegating is just hurting everybody and I could just hurt myself instead and be better off. And that's clearly not true, but that's where my brain goes and just pushing past that and asking for help. So this week I did spend a lot of time delegating and passing things off where they needed to go rather than trying to keep it all internal and keep it by myself and have those feelings in there as well. So how did that feel when you were able to delegate and give some of it off? Because I know that I know you didn't want to, you were hesitant at first, but what did your body feel like? What did these symptoms we talked about feel like when you finally took that step? Oh yeah. It felt like a weight had been lifted for sure. I mean, not only like a physical, like I, I have been feeling better. Like my stomach has not been a mess in days, which is great. And I mean, I think that like, I just felt when I felt that release of like all the pressure, I think that my mood improved and maybe, maybe you could tell me that's not true. Maybe I have been still a Debbie Downer. I don't know, but I feel like at least internally, maybe if it's not even coming out externally that I do feel happier and lighter and like, you know, like I'm going to have a better weekend and a better night tonight and all these things because I'm not going to be like so consumed with, well, I didn't get this done. And now, you know, now it's Friday night and I have all these things to do Monday rather than (laughs) really just putting it away for a few days and coming back to it Monday morning. Yeah. And then I think like the idea too is, and and you tried it this week and it it was happening this week, you recognized it was happening and then you changed it. And it's really just making adjustments on the fly. Like this doesn't have to be some pre-planned crazy thing that you do. Like you can ask for help anytime. You can realize you need to slow down anytime. I think a lot of us put the pressure on ourselves to make things happen even when there's really no pressure for that to happen. Like, yes, it needs to. And I'm not saying to procrastinate or put things off, but like we stress ourselves out with our own timelines and there's not a real timeline. I know for like a lot of the things we're doing, like we have amazing things we want to do in 2021, but like that doesn't need to happen again right now. The only thing that's stressing me out is the timeline that I'm putting out of my own mind. And until you speak it out, like a lot of times I'm crazy like that and I'll speak it out to Meg. She's like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, we don't have to do any of that right now. This is the thing you need to focus on. But sometimes you just need someone else to have that clarity to tell you that like what you're saying is a little crazy and like give you the perspective that like, yeah, we're going to figure this out and it does not need to be done right now. And yeah, for sure, don't procrastinate forever. But there's a difference between putting something off temporarily that is just ridiculously undue stress, unneeded stress, and just being lazy. So anyway... I feel like just to overcome these kind of thoughts, it's really hard. And that's even after I've seen them not true a thousand times. I mean, I know they're not true, but it's still hard for me to overcome them. And I have to keep reminding myself of what's really true. And when you make the adjustments, when you ask for the help, that's really the only way you're going to overcome those thoughts that keep you doing all the dumb things that you're currently doing is just making those adjustments, like Brandon said, all the time. Yeah. And you got to be open too. you got to think about like the path you're heading on. Like if you're feeling busy and cr- like like you're going nonstop, like Meg was, like I have in the past, 
you have to look at the pace of your life. And are you going to be able to keep up with that pace? And it feels like it, if it feels like it's never ending and you're drinking from a fire hose or something crazy, like you, you know that that's not going to work. But the only one that can change that's you. So let's get into some of the things we can do instead because we talked through all the things and I'm sure a lot of people out there agree. But then what can we do instead for, to help people get through this? Yeah, and one quick thought that I had that I don't want to forget to say, so I'm just going to say it now, is that I think that you have to kind of coach yourself into remembering that you're losing more time, honestly, in the end, if you're going at a pace that you can't complete, that you can't keep up with, and then you do burnout, and then you have to take all this time to like reset, then you would be just to take it slower in the first place. I think you're actually coming out ahead when you learn to pace yourself a little bit better than you are to ever just go at a rate that's ridiculous and that you need so much recovery time. Right. We've all heard it. I mean, the effort you're giving toward it, if you're stretching yourself that thin, you're just doing a terrible job in all the different areas rather than focusing in and like doing what you need to do. All right. So I think it's really important to be realistic on what's possible and the time you have. Like I kind of was hinting at earlier, I can't get a week's worth of work done in a day. Like no matter how great I am at my job, I just, that's impossible. And you have to be realistic with yourself and show yourself like, hey, that's impossible for anyone. It has no reflection on you specifically. It's no reflection of who you are as a person. It's just that you can't do that. No one can. So kind of reset your thinking to actually a doable amount of work and task for the day. Yeah. The way I keep my subconscious in check just to go right along with that is just to prioritize what I need done. Like I focus honestly each day on the one thing. Sometimes it's the two or three things, but it starts with the one most important thing. We actually challenge everyone in our office to do this. Pick the one thing that if everything else goes out the window that you could say you accomplished and you're going to feel good about it and it's going to take stress away, pick that one thing. And then guess what? When you slay that dragon... How much easier is it to do everything else on the list? Because you are going to have other things. I'm not saying you can't have a full to-do list, but you do have to prioritize what's most important. And we're really good at getting pulled away on things that are less important or getting really distracted from what we're really trying to do. And a lot of those little small distractions can add up. And then here's the hard one for me is to take actual breaks. I am my own worst enemy when it comes to this. Like I will not move for eight hours. Like I just won't, like I won't talk to another human being. I won't get up and walk around. I won't do anything for essentially the whole day. I mean, I'll take my lunch break because I take my lunch break, but by and large, when I'm at work, I'm just working. And that's a good thing to have, except for the fact when, except for when you're sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know if I've said hello to anyone today. I don't know if I've done anything other than just work, which gets lonely and gets kind of crazy. And so not that I think you should blow off your whole day by talking to your coworkers or anything, but you should have some sort of realization and walk around and stretch your legs for a minute too. <laughs> to go with all that is to block time for each task. And you need to be realistic at how much time it's going to take. Because if you say, well, I'm going to do this for this amount of time, then I'm going to go outside or walk around for a second and have a breather. I'm not saying take a 30-minute break. I'm saying take five minutes, go fill up a water, have a drink of water, go walk around, go outside and get some sunshine in. I mean, again, it's all going to be a little different depending on your job and what what's possible. But of the things you can control... Make sure you are actually blocking time to remind yourself. You could do this as easily as setting a phone alert 
every couple hours to say, hey, get up and stretch or whatever. Like do something for yourself that you can actually have some enjoyment. I mean like and, and not get stuck because like if we get stuck in a task and we're like this is never ending because we're not stopping it from like we're not saying, okay, I've done this an hour. Cool. Now I need to move on to something else. And then at the end of the day, you're not looking back going, man, I didn't accomplish anything. I didn't really accomplish anything. And then that doesn't help anything at all because you're like, I feel exhausted and I literally feel like I did nothing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And That's a common feeling, isn't it? Yeah. And then the other thing that I really, really need to make myself do is enjoy my downtime instead of continuing to work. And sometimes I'm not actually working. Sometimes that's just like in my head that I'm prioritizing and tasking and mental noting myself to death. But really just making that time essential, making that time intentional, making the most of the time that I do have. So this upcoming weekend, not spending every single second doing something else. And yeah, that gets hard because life's in the way. Like for instance, right now we are getting ready to sell our house. So clearly I'm going to be doing some things this weekend, but that doesn't mean that I should like forsake my husband, forsake my children and work myself to the bone and not take one minute of rest because we've tried that. It doesn't work. Like you will still end up so ridiculously tired and burned out and crazy. You'll feel so crazy and it won't help one bit. So really just my goal for myself and I hope you'll do the same goal is just to take that time and enjoy your actual moments of breaks and silence and Right. And if all of that doesn't work, if you hear nothing else in this episode, this is what you need to hear. If all that goes out the window, if you're still feeling stressed, if you're still feeling like you can't accomplish everything, you just have to give yourself grace. And I know that sounds so simple, but it works. We're our own worst enemy and our own worst critic. Sometimes you just have to be like, yeah, that didn't go as planned, but I'll get it tomorrow. Like, don't down talk yourself. Don't let that inner voice talk you, you know, off the ledge, you know, don't let them push you into a more negative space because at the end of it, it's only going to harm you. It's not going to help you. So you got to be willing to give yourself grace because like Meg said, we're moving right now. There's been a few times where no matter how conscious I am, I've had a short fuse with the kids or I've had a short fuse with you, or I've just said something the wrong way or just said something crass or sharp or whatever. But I apologize. You give me grace and I give myself grace. Like you're not going to be perfect all the time and no one's expecting you to. And by the way, no one else walking this planet is. You need to remember that sometimes. Absolutely. I think that more than anything, you just have to be willing to open up your eyes, see what's going on, make adjustments. And then like Brandon said, give yourself the grace, realize that you cannot do it all. And no one no one should have to do it all either. We'll leave you all with that. Give yourself some grace. Make sure you're looking out for those signs of burnout. Thanks for listening. Love y'all. Hey B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear.